Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Carolina Recycling Association podcast. This week, we are joined by Amy Ossaker from the Innovation Barn in Charlotte to discuss CRA's upcoming Lunch and Learn event on July 20th. The Innovation Barn is Charlotte's Center for Circular Innovation and is a combination of entrepreneurial businesses, zero-waste initiatives, and a space to convene groups in order to learn more about and implement circular projects. We hope you enjoy this episode and that you can join us for this one-of-a-kind opportunity with the Innovation Barn next month. Amy, thank you so much for taking time out of your crazy busy schedule to chat with us a little bit about Carolina Recycling Association's upcoming Lunch and Learn event that we are going to be having at your Innovation Barn in Charlotte. Thank you for having me. Um, CRA is beyond excited to dive into our Lunch and Learns this year. And if you're new to CRA or just need a little reminder, our Lunch and Learn events promote multitudes of knowledge and networking within our vast and growing industry as our current and future members explore the realms of recycling, sustainability, zero waste, circularity, and so much more. So we cannot begin to tell you how excited that we are to be heading to Charlotte to the Innovation Barn to check out all things Circular Charlotte and to learn more about the most up-to-date, sustainable, and circular efforts that are happening in the Carolinas to promote zero waste. Um, as we are heading quickly into Plastic Free July, cannot believe that it's already June, that the year has just flown by. Um, and the rest of our event with you, could you tell us a little bit more about the Innovation Barn and the exciting things that are happening there? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we opened the Innovation Barn about two years ago as part of our initiative around Circular Charlotte. And so we had hired a group, Metabolic, out of Amsterdam to do a study of our waste stream and then give us some strategies on how we could start heading towards a zero waste city. And so there were five components of that study. One was create an innovation center, hence the innovation barn, and the other four were to focus on plastics, organics, textiles, concrete, and demolition. So the innovation barn is really the hub for Charlotte's circular Charlotte initiative. And within here, we have eight partners right now that we work with on a variety of different um, programs to divert from landfill. So we have programs around reducing organics to the landfill, whether it's composting traditionally or soldier fly composting. We have an organization that does food rescue from Trader Joe's and from a lot of the local farms. We have a plastics lab, so we're working on um, taking plastics and recycling them here, things that can't be curbside recycled. We have a nonprofit that is working in textiles that is working on upcycling textiles. We have aquaponics garden that showcases a closed loop system. And then we have um, other programs going on in the CND or concrete space. We actually have a glass crusher right here on site that we're crushing some glass, turning it into sand and using that as an aggregate in concrete. So we've got a lot of programs going on here at the barn. Oh my gosh, I knew a little bit of that from the website, but holy cow, that is, that's intense and insane. And I am so excited to see it. I've not had the honor yet of coming down, but I'm so excited to come down on July 20th for our lunch and learn event that's gonna be there. The food rescue sounds amazing. So you said you work with local farms and Trader Joe's in the area? Yeah, so we have an organization called The Bulb and they're a nonprofit that partners, like I said, with Trader Joe's and Trader Joe's comes here about three times a week with their nearly expired foods. And then they have an army of volunteers that takes the food 
takes out any of the bad foods, feeds it to our soldier flies for composting, and all the good food, in, in addition to local farms that they partner with and buy all kinds of different vegetables, they take it out to 14 mobile markets throughout our community and give it out to people in need. So it, it is a great way to keep organics out of the landfill and more importantly, giving access to healthy foods to populations that have challenges. That is absolutely amazing. Kudos to you, and that is an understatement right there. Just all, all of the applause. You're getting a standing ovation right here from me in my living room. Um, <laughs> that is absolutely amazing. I'm super excited to see the glass crusher too. Is that something that operates daily? Yeah, so we, um, we partnered with actually two entrepreneurs. One donated um, the funds to buy the glass crusher because one of the things is every community struggles with glass. Um, in their recycling stream. It's heavy, it breaks, it can really be challenging for the workers at local MRFs or material recovery facilities. In addition, it tends to be very expensive to ship it to recycling um, facilities because they're not necessarily local. So sometimes it costs more to ship the glass than it's worth. So what we are trying to do is look at local solutions. So we have this machine that can actually um, break down three tons of glass a day and then you put it into the sifter and it sifts it into five levels. And then we're working with, like I said, the two different entrepreneurs. One is Peaceful Ponds and they actually use the sand for pavers and a lot of their outdoor landscaping. And then the other one is a flooring company, Resource, Resource Flooring, that they take other parts of the sand and make, mix it into the aggregate, into concrete, but then they also use the big pieces of glass to look like a terrazzo. So actually at the barn, we have that floor poured in a hallway so you can come and see what it actually looks like. I am so excited to come and see this. You said three tons of glass a day? Yeah, this little tiny machine, but that <laughs> we have, we, it's significantly lot, a lot more glass here in Charlotte, but can do three tons a day, our little, little grinder. That is amazing. I just have to ask, do you guys have a name for this machine? We've thought about it because when you see the sifter, it looks kind of like um, an alien, like a R2-D2 with big like pipes coming out of it. It's pretty cool. That sounds amazing. And you mentioned your plastics lab earlier. Do you guys have any big events coming for Plastic Free July that focuses on your plastic lab? No, but we should, shouldn't we? Um, so one of the two of the programs that we run right now, one is we partner with all the local breweries or many of the local breweries and they bring us their pack techs, which are the beer carriers. Um, you know, those plastic things, those are number two plastic that you can't curbside recycle in Charlotte. But if you bring them here, we chip them down and we can make them into anything you can mold. So a bench or a brick. And because of all the pretty colors, we have everything from literally red, orange, yellow, green, blue, purple kind of thing. Uh, so we do, we have that program. We also have a program to take any number five plastic. Um, and then we can also shred that down and turn that into 3D printing filament or extrude it with our extruder into, again, bricks or benches. That is amazing. You guys have everything there, it seems like. Do you yourself have a favorite part of the barn that you get most excited for people to see? You know, well, I, I, they're all my 
my children, right? But I would say the biggest crowd pleaser when people come is the aquaponics. So we have this really cool, huge fish tank that has tilapia in it. And then we have racks of lettuce growing and the tank can hold a thousand fish. There are not that many in it because it's more of a showcase. And then the racks of lettuce grow 750 heads of lettuce a month. So people love the aquaponic garden. I think that I'm going to join those folks in loving that. I am so excited to see it. I can't stop saying it. It's going to be a wonderful event. Do you guys have a lot of groups that are going to be coming through this summer to, to take tours of the Innovation Barn? So in addition to, we do tours, we have two public tours a week, and then people can pay for private tours. But we also have a ton of volunteers. So, you know, we have Ally comes twice a month, Bank of America comes once a month, Wells Fargo comes, Honeywell, Lowe's is coming on Monday. Um, we have schools that volunteer. We have a couple schools that come once a week and do, we make these things called sound panels or dog beds, but they're made out of t-shirts. So we have a big drive to collect old t-shirts. I joke because someone's probably gonna want your cool Grateful Dead t-shirt, but they're not gonna wanna want your 5K running t-shirt from five years ago. So we take those old t-shirts, we cut them up and we turn them into, we basically put them on a loom, make these panels that um, you can hang to dampen sound or for dog beds. And so we have volunteers every day making these sound panels for us. Um, so yeah, we have volunteers here almost every day. Oh my gosh, that's incredible. Are those things that are for purchase at the Innovation Barn or how does that work? Yeah, so people buy them, they're $60. And um, we are actually looking at doing an adoption event next month, just because I love dogs, um, that we would partner with a local rescue. And if you adopt a dog, you get a, to pick out a free dog bed. Um, but yeah, people buy them every day. Schools, we're trying to convince some of the breweries and restaurants to buy them because it's so freaking loud in a lot of those places they could use them. But once we hit 600, of the panels made that diverts one ton from the landfill well with the way that my dogs go through dog beds i hope that i can at least contribute to some of that i will be picking up a couple of those beds on the way down <laughs> my girls just seem to they play with them they think that the, their their beds are toys but maybe once they see how cool yours are they will not be doing that as much exactly <laughs> well what are you most excited about for the future of the innovation barn do you guys have some things cooking up that you are could be top secret could could be something we can talk about well it's not top secret but our big project this year is we are building out an education center within the barn and what i mean by that it's going to have exhibits they'll be mobile or movable very um we like everything here flexible but an education center geared for 8 to 80. However, it will have hands-on activities for middle school kids. And the first four exhibits we're building out are one all about recycling and materials. So it'll be um, an exhibit that kids will spend 25 to 35 minutes understanding where materials come from, how do we get them out of the earth, why are things so hard to recycle, what can you recycle, where can you take things to get things you know, kids thinking differently. So we'll have that one. Duke Energy is sponsoring um, a whole exhibit around energy, understanding what's going on the grid. Um, and also it will have 
what kind of jobs in the future around energy there are and how you can use the infrastructure bill um, to purchase more energy efficiency pro uh, products. So we have that one, we have a plastics lab. We're taking our plastics lab and doing a full education on plastics, all seven of them. Um, so that will be rolled out and then a, another display around what the circular economy is. We are hoping to roll out the first couple of those exhibits in September. So that's our big plan this year is to get more education, formalized and hands-on activities for people. September is just right around the corner. I think that it's so wonderful that you are trying to expand the education that is going out into not only, you know, adults that are that are around the area, but children as well. There are there, there's so much information that we can pass along and you never know which, you know, which kid is going to be the one to figure out, you know, how to recycle the next things into different ways. And it's just such a it, I think it's just such a wonderful thing to get their hands on these these ideas and these these measures that are so important and vital into the future, not only of Charlotte, but of the state of North Carolina and everywhere, really. Exactly. Well, Amy, thank you so much for joining us today. I really appreciate you taking the time. We cannot wait to see you on July 20th and check out everything that the Innovation Barn has to offer. But before we leave, is there anything in particular that you would like to pass on to get them a little even more excited about your area? Well, I, I do think that if any, whenever people come to the Innovation Barn, one of the things that is so exciting is it really sparks people's ideas and creativity. You know, they'll say, hey, did you think about this? Or, oh, I need to take this back to my community. So it's really a place that opens your mind and allows for creativity and alternative thinking. So I would encourage everyone to come to your event and take the tour and then maybe they will, you know, come and bring us some other solutions that we need to be implementing here at the barn. Well, Amy, I cannot wait for the networking and the learning that I, I know that I'm going to be doing there. And I cannot wait to see you and all of the folks that come out. Again, thank you so much for joining us today. And we will talk to you soon. Great. Thank you very much. Thank you, Amy. Carolina Recycling Association would like to thank Amy so much for joining me this week to discuss this fantastic opportunity at the Innovation Barn. We would also like to thank our diamond sponsors, Sunoco Recycling and Pratt Recycling, who support everything that we do. Thank you to you, the one and only you, the listener, for letting us be a part of your day, and we hope to see you at the Innovation Barn on July 20th.